to We Love Monsters. I'm Maddie. I'm Brian. And I'm adjusting my mic here. Okay, we're good. We finally made it. It's 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 almost the end of our journey, of our of our monkey journey. Just got one more movie. Got one more movie. But we just completed I the, the one I've been waiting to get to for so fucking long is fucking Skull. Like since I since I suggested doing Kong month. I'm like, we we gotta do Skull Island. We gotta we gotta do it. The good one. We gotta do the good one. The good. <laughs> gotta do the good one. The the original is good too. Yeah, to an extent. But this this did all that that one. This one hit a lot of those beats and did it better. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's let's just fucking jump right into it. We start in 1944. Yeah, fucking it's it, we start with a man falling out of the sky. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we we get a, a quick flash. It's 1944. It's it's uh, there's a, a some kind of dogfight going on and uh, two soldiers crash on Skull Island. Well, what we understand is Skull Island. And mm-hmm. there's a there's a brief fight. It's uh, it's a it's an American and it's a Japanese soldier. Yeah. And they are not having it with each other. There's a there's a real brutal part because the, uh, the the part I remember from this is they there's there's the part with the sword. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the the American unloads his gun and then the Japanese soldier pulls out a sword. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, he also he pulls out a gun too. Yeah, like they're terrible shots. Yeah. <laughs> Or they're just bad guns or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But the Japanese soldier pulls out a sword, and they're they're swinging around, and they're they're having a fucking fight. And then at one point, the American soldier grabs the sword, and I like I cringed every time because I've I've seen this movie three times now. Yeah. I cringe every time at this. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I've seen it on DVD, and I just watched it the other day. And he slices that dude's hands up real good because yeah. he grabs the sword. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> cringy, cringy, cringy. Um, but they're they're struggling and they're they're running through this jungle. Um, and they stop on this cliffside, mm-hmm. and it's it's the Japanese soldier has got got a knife and is bringing it down onto the onto the, it's 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 real tough and real tense. And suddenly we see a hand, mm-hmm. a giant monkey hand, mm-hmm. and and Kong just pulls himself up and is like, "Hey, guy." <laughs> Yes. Yeah. What's going on in this in this neck of the woods? Yeah. And this is like the quickest we've ever gotten Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Which is real cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get a title sequence. That's get the title like, sequence. The the legendary like clips of like is it monsters newspapers oh, yeah, kind of stuff definitely. and it's then the, become the signature now yeah yeah the you know it's also like moving us from 1944 to 1976 i believe 6 let me let me check i i think i just wrote down we fat yeah we fetched fast forward to the 70s i'm pretty sure it's 76 yeah i think because the the vietnam war is coming to an end yeah yes it's it, 28 years later, I yes. think he says how long he's on the island. Yeah, that sounds so 78, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 78. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so we fast forward and we get a good man. We get a very good man. Good, good, goodman. We we get we get John Goodman. John Goodman playing Bill Ronda and then Corey Hawkins playing Houston Brooks. Yes, Houston Brooks. 
Um, I was real happy that they they clearly said most of the characters' names outright so that we could, like, remember them. Yeah. Because there's a lot of characters in this movie. There is. I'm I'm bad about remembering character names in movies. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 72, by the way. I just did the calculation. It was 72? 1972. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, because that makes more sense for in the Vietnam War. Yeah. But they're going, they're, they're in Washington, and there's this... Uh, John Goodman says, "There'll never be, there'll never be a worse time in in Washington." This movie came out in 2017. Yeah, that was totally a jab at uh, President Trump. Which is funny because they made it in 2016. I think they actually they they filmed that line before he was elected. Yeah, yeah, I think I am deep. I'm I'm curious now. I can't remember when. Yeah, it was 2017. Yeah, it came out. It came out in March 2017. Yeah, so it was 2016 when they filmed that. Yeah, which is real fucking funny. Yeah, there was a. You could feel when I saw this in theater. You could feel the whole room go, ha ha. Uh. Yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those, but one of those situations. Yeah, we find out that Monarch <laughs> is uh is is on the cusp of collapsing. Yeah, and falling through. And John Goodman has these satellite images, which is very much like the 70s. Yes. Uh, King Kong. They get these satellite images mm-hmm. of uh, Skull Island. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the of the storm bank. Yeah. Yeah. Which this is the most Skull Island has ever looked like a skull, I think. Yeah, definitely. But they're trying to get money to go find the monkey. Yeah. They don't outright say that. Yeah. They just say that there's there's some sort of... I forget what John Goodman's reasoning is. He says, like, we need to we need to go out there, we need to find it. And he drops pictures of the SS Lawton, which is, according to the legendary universe, is the one where uh God the first first recorded Godzilla attack. Yeah. Um on uh on at least on a US warship. Yeah. Um and he was on that ship. Yes, we found that out later. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't outright say that. That's like a thing that's like revealed later. So, by the way, yeah, we're, I, I guess we don't even need to put a spoiler at the top of this, but if you haven't seen this movie, fucking go see it first and then listen to this. Yeah. Yeah, def- like, pause it here, go, go see it, even though we've, we've already spoiled something. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, Randa and, uh, Brooks are trying to convince this senator to give them some funding, and, uh, it's actually Brooks that finally convinces him, saying, hey, if we don't do something about this, the Russians are gonna do something first. Yeah. Yeah. And... That's when the senator's like, that's the first time you said something that made kind of, that kind of made sense. Yeah. Yeah. God. If you wanted to get anything done in politics in the seventies and eighties, just say that the Russians are about to, to, to one up us in that field. Yeah. They'll give you all of the money. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, but, uh, right before we cut, uh, over to Samuel L. Jackson and, and company, he said the Randa says something like, Oh, Senator, we need one more thing. We will need a military escort. And then it cuts, and we see the military. Yeah. Uh, but we're over in Vietnam. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson playing Colonel Packard uh, yes. is visibly bored. <laughs> yeah. Like, these guys are, like, we see his crew, the the Fox team, I guess, is what they're called. Yeah. Because they refer to as Fox 1, Fox 5, Fox 7, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but they're, like, ready to go home. Yeah. Yeah. They're normal, mostly well-adjusted people. Yeah, for the, yeah. Packard is not. No. 
he's you you get the you get the sense like almost immediately that this is the kind of man who loves war. He yeah, and he has a line. He says, "All this for what?" Because he's looking at a bunch of medals. Yeah, like he's he's like, "What what's what's going to happen now? Like why why did we do all this?" Because well, it's not just medals. There's two dog tags in there. Oh yeah, too. there's dog. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's a real. There's more. There's a lot of historical context here because Vietnam was not a good uh, time for the U.S. military. No. Uh, not a lot of wars are a good time for the U.S. military when we come to think about it. Yeah, uh, but, but this, particularly this this conflict. I I really feel that um, just looking back at it from a historical context, uh, Vietnam War is the first modern war that's that was one hundred percent unnecessary for for the U.S. to be in, involved in. Sure, it was it was purely just to show military might. Sure. Um, we also committed a lot of atrocities, you know, fucking Agent Orange and Napalm and all of the, the chemical and warfare and all of that. And right. Vietnam War didn't end up doing anything. No. Like, I think it ended up in, in like, where everything started off. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a, it was a mire and it was heavily protested. People, yeah. people were not into it. Um, but uh, in any case, Packard is pretty disappointed that we're pulling out. Yeah, uh, to say this, to, to safely say, but he gets his thoughts get interrupted by uh, uh, Chapman, Jack Chapman. I, f- I forget his rank, um, but one of our char- one of our principal characters, Chapman, who states like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go home and see my see my kid. I got a I got a, a pilot's uh, pilot's job lined up in the in in Florida or something like that." Yeah, yeah, and he's like, you know, "Everything's looking good." And then he gets a call from Randa. Yeah. And they're like, well, saddle up. We got one more mission, kids. And Packard's real excited about it. Yeah. Packard thanks him for, for the job. Yeah, definitely. The, the, I, the first thing that should uh, alert you to the fact that Packard's not quite an upstanding person is he just doesn't even, like, talk about it with his crew. No. Like... He just accepts it and is like, we're doing this now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think anybody else, like, in the military would give, at least give them the option not to to join. Yeah, absolutely. Like, their papers were already signed. They were already out of the military. And I want to say that they probably didn't know that their papers were, were finalized yet. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see, though. Um. So we zip back over to Randa and Brooks, and they are... In uh, they're in yes, uh, Singapore. Yes, correct. They're at Singapore a gets bring, brought up a lot in these Kong movies. Yeah, but this is the first time I think we've actually been to Singapore. We started in Singapore in the seventies, God or seventies. That's um, right, King Kong. That's right. It was yeah. in Singapore. Yeah, interesting. But we're it we're, just looked like a Hollywood backlot to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're we're in a club. And Randa's like, we need to hire a guy, and I know know this guy or something. Yeah. And uh, we're we're introduced to we're introduced to Hiddleston's character named uh, Conrad. Yeah. I forget his first name. James. Just, James Conrad. I just call it. I just put put down Conrad in my notes, but n- not Loki. <laughs> the opposite of Loki. He's kind of a cool, upstanding dude. I love yeah. his character in this. 
Um, but we're introduced to him by a uh, pool a, a, a pool stick fight. Yeah, because <laughs> they they have a, a some sort of conflict over over the pool results or something. I don't know. He won, and the people were trying to screw him out of the money. Yeah, they, and they he literally trying to kill him. Yeah, and they he beats the shit out of him. There's some there's some pool ball throwing that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> but no, he beats the shit out of a couple of thugs. And uh, that's when he has his sit-down meeting with Randa and Brooks. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we need you for this. And he's like, I, I'm going to need five times that. Yeah. And they agree to it because they don't really have a choice. Yeah. And he's like, I want I want this much up front and then a bonus if we get back. Yeah. Which I assume he got paid for if Monarch contacted him about it later on. Yeah. Because, spoiler, there's a there's an after credit scene with Monarch. Yep. Yeah. Just like any franchise movie, it, you know, post Iron Man. Yeah, there's a stinger scene. Uh huh. This one didn't involve uh, Samuel L. Jackson, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he agrees. Um, and then we're introduced to Weaver, Brie Larson's character. We yeah. don't really know where she is. She's just she's in a dark room somewhere developing war photographs. Uh huh. We we just immediately establish that she's a war photographer. Yeah. Um. And then we are, we gather up and we, we meet, everyone converges in Bangkok. Um, and there's kind of a, there's that, there's the requisite getting on the boat scene. Yeah. Or everyone's getting on the boat. Um, and uh, there's a back and forth between Weaver and Packard. Yeah. Yeah. About uh, the, the, pi- the war pictures and how, yeah. Gosh, you, you lost us the war. It's, what? No, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, like she she said something like no, we just we just photographed the truth or something like that. Yeah. Uh, she says, "Are you seriously going to blame the person with the camera for for losing you the war?" Yeah. Yeah, instead of the person with the guns or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good line. It's it's pretty good. Um but hilariously enough, we we get a uh, right after this, everyone you know gathers on the boat. We get a slideshow presentation, like in the seventies Kong. Yes, <laughs> I, I thought about that. I was thinking about that when we were watching this. Yeah, God, how great would it have been if they're doing this and fucking Jeff Bridges <laughs> comes sidling in again? <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah, just give him a little cameo here. Nah, that would have been too much. I would have rolled my eyes. Ugh. Yeah. Let's, in fact, let's not, let's not have any references to the 70s Kong ever again. The, the, the what movie. Kong? The, the, the what Kong? The which Kong? Witch yeah, Kong? there's only been two Kong movies. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, uh, but we have a slideshow presentation. We see uh, fucking Kevin from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Yeah, who goes by Woodward in this movie. Yeah, he's in this movie. Yeah, but I just kept calling him Kevin. Yeah. He's, uh... I, I, the, the line that he says, his introductory line is such a Kevin line. Too, it really is because they're talking about dropping seismic charges to get a layout of the island. And the, the one of the soldiers, um, Sevco, Slivko, Slivko, mm-hmm. um, is like, oh, we're dropping bombs. And it's like, we're using scientific instruments. And he's like, Guess what, boys? Looks like we're scientists now. <laughs> and and his line, Kevin's line is, "You absolutely are not scientists." <laughs> the, he, I, I, I bet that we could go through all of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and he says that to Jake at some point. Maybe, yeah. 
it is very, very much along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, we, there's a, there's a brief montage of, uh, oh, 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 sorry. We almost missed, uh, we introduced San as well. Um, who's a, a cool Asian lady yeah. who, uh, turns out is, is Brooks kind of, uh, romantic interest, although it's only barely, there's no real romantic subplot in this movie, which is really cool. Yeah. Like the, there's, the, there's, the, there's some, there's some like some, some good interactions between a couple of characters, but there's no real like arc, like romance arc, which is cool. There's the most affection that we see is when the, uh, soldiers meet back up and they hug each other. <laughs> I was going to say s- when Brie Larson throws up all over Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Cause that was that was pretty romantic. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't let someone throw up on you and not immediately slap them if you don't love them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I do like this montage that we get because it's Brie Larson taking pictures of the soldiers and everything, and it's it's a happy good happy good fun time before we get to the serious parts of the movie. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of shirtless dudes playing volleyball or something. Yeah. And so I, I, I personally very much enjoyed that. That was cool. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of bare chests going on. Mm-hmm. Very, very entertaining. Yeah. Um, uh, but, oh, and we quickly established there's a shit ton of weapons with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get a couple of shots of that. Uh, that's important. Um, but uh, they... They approach the storm. They get to the island real quick. Like, I feel like it's within the first, like, 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. I, I do want to mention something. The, it's a perpetual storm system in yeah. this one. It's not a fog bank, mm-hmm. which is a little different. Yeah. But I think is which I think is a little bit more believable. Like, people, people, the reason it hasn't been touched is because it's surrounded by a fucking perpetual storm yeah which is a much bigger better reason for people to have stayed away than uh than in a uh and then just a regular old fog bank yeah yeah definitely um but there's a oh they they get a sorry i hit the table um the samuel jackson delivers the hold on to your butts line yeah yeah well they 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 get up they take off um, oh, the one, the other scientist dude that we forgot to mention that we, uh, get introduced to whose name completely escapes me. I just called him mustache guy. Um, um, but he's like, there's no way I'm getting on that helicopter. He's one of the scientist dudes, but yeah. it's like, there's no way I'm getting on that helicopter. And it cuts and he's just getting on the helicopter. They do that. Thing. <laughs> they do that joke. It's a fucking F troop joke. Um, Victor Neves. Okay. I think Neves. Is that the character name? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. Played by John Oritz. Sure. I trust you. Neves. We'll say Neves. Neves. Yeah. Sure. There's also there's Victor. Victor. We, okay. we know how to pronounce that one. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, there's also yeah. We we get let's let's kind of list off the soldiers here. There's Cole, who's the awesome understated one. There's Mills, who's the excitable one that talks about his mom a lot. Yeah, uh, there's Slivko, who's kind of the kid, the excitable kid. Yeah. Um, there, Chapman. There's Chapman, who's the really cool, like, down-to-earth uh, pilot. Um, and then there's, uh, it's either Rails or Rayles. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I don't know how to pronounce it. R-E-L-E-S. Yeah, Rayles. Rayles. Who, uh, who doesn't get a lot of characterization, 
But spoiler, he makes it to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they're all they're it's all because cool. he never talked about uh, his family. <laughs> it's true. He I, never I does. think the only thing that he ever talked about is getting to the keys. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing we know keys. about. Him. Yeah. And he's like, the keys this isn't even in a it's not even an island. It's a key. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> or was that Mills? I can't remember now. Was that Mills that was talking about the Florida Keys? I can't remember. I, I want to say that it was Rayless. Yeah. Sure. Uh, anyway, we're we're uh, we're getting through the storm. It's mm-hmm. a pretty intense scene, and Samuel L. Jackson is uh, relating the story of Icarus, and he has a great line here where he talks about how Icarus flew up and his wings melted. But we are from the United States Army, and they provided us with co- white hot coal roll Pennsylvania steel. Uh huh. That will not melt. Or something like that. It's a yeah. it's a really great delivery because every line delivered by Samuel L. Jackson in this movie is great. Yeah. Um. And they they pop through the storm, and it's completely calm on the other side, mm-hmm. like like the eye of a hurricane. Basically, that's what it is. It's a giant hurricane with a really 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 big eye. Is yeah. what this storm bank is. But they fly through it. They get through it, and they're like, oh, this is a beautiful beautiful island, you know. Um. But we sat down briefly. We set the scientists down, mm-hmm. and in very, very short order, we start dropping bombs. Yeah. Um, and we were playing. We're playing Black Sabbath. Paranoid, by the way. Yeah. And this is this is the big irony because Black Sabbath. Most of the rest of the songs on that on that album on that Paranoid album mm-hmm. are anti-war. That's the same album where War Pigs that has War Pigs. Yeah. On it, and I think. Electric Funeral is on that one too, mm-hmm. which is also anti-war. Yeah, but it's very ironic. Um, but they're they're playing Paranoid, which is great because I fucking love that song. Yeah, fucking it, love that. This album. has a great soundtrack. It is an amazing soundtrack. It's all it's all period music, um, all all from the seventies and sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, all stuff that they would have been listening to during the Vietnam War, except with the stuff with Marlowe. Yeah, that's he, correct. He, he sings some stuff from the thirties and forties. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But they're they're dropping these seismic charges and they're scaring up the wildlife, and we cut to we see uh, Brooks uh, communicating with Randa, and he's he's looking at the results of the seismic charges. And he's like, "You're not going to believe this. The bedrock is almost completely hollow," and it's like, "Oh, and that's that's why Brooks is involved to begin with because he's the one that proposed the hollow Earth theory." Yeah, which is proven to be true. In the later Godzilla movies. Yeah. Because that's what that's how Godzilla is able to zip between the continents so quickly is because he knows about the tunnels under the earth. Mm-hmm. It's it's a hollow earth. It's it it's a thing that pays that paid off like three years later. Yeah. Yeah. Which when was when was King of the Monsters? Was that 2019? I believe that was 2019. Yes, because it, I think it was the last thing that we saw in theaters. Yeah, that's right. It's before the year of the plague. Yep. Uh, the, the, the the year in Years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, but they're like, uh, it's it's practically hollow. And it's like it's basically proving proof that um uh Brooks's theory holds water. Yeah. And we're 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 flying, we're having a good time, we're dropping bombs. There's that one great shot of the explosions in the guy's glasses, and he looks really fucking evil. Yeah. It's amazing. There are so many really good just singular shots in this movie. There are. Yeah. This the cinematography was very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
we we cut over and yeah, like I said, everyone's having a good time. And then a tree goes through a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And they go down and they're like, what the fuck just happened? And then Kong attacks. Yes. I mean, it's it's the it's the quickest we've gotten Kong versus aircraft. Yeah. Because <laughs> normally that's reserved for the final app. Yeah. Uh Kong hates planes and helicopters. Yeah. I think that's just established out the gate. Like that's he just hates that shit. It's after how many generations of pl- of his family getting thrown uh, shot off of the Empire State Building? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he eats a dude. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, he like he he shakes loose a helicopter and just you see a dude like you don't see him go down. You just see him falling towards Kong's open mouth, and then it cuts over to a dude eating a sandwich. Yeah, like a smash cut. It's it's a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Um, but we get one of the best lines in the movie, which is one guy just staring, like they're all just staring dumbfounded at a giant ape. And one guy goes, is that a monkey? (laughs) (laughs) It's very well done. It's very well placed. Yeah. Um, but let's see, he stops a couple of guys. He, he just, he takes out this entire, he takes out every single helicopter. Yeah. Like they all go down. It's it's really intense, mm-hmm. um, but like he let's see, do I have any other notes on this particular scene? I think I kind of fast forward through this scene a little bit, um, but we see oh the the base gets fucked up that that little uh, base that they had briefly set up with the instruments yeah. and everything that all gets fucked up. But this is where the action kind of gets split up. This is where things get harder to remember, which is why I started taking a lot of notes here, mm-hmm. um, because the party gets split up. Yeah. They can do more damage that way. <laughs> uh, but we split up between uh, once once Kong is done Konging around. It's Packard. It's most of the military dudes along with Randa and Woodward. And uh, and then the other party is it's a uh, I wrote down Coleman. But I didn't mean to write down that. Uh, Ch- oh, Chapman is by himself. Chapman is by himself. Poor Chapman is by himself. Um uh, Conrad. That's why I don't know why I wrote in Coleman. Conrad Weaver and then Houston and San mm-hmm. are are by themselves. Oh, along with uh Victor, mustache guy. Yeah, and they're 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 one party. And they they split off, but um, we find out that once once they kind of once Packard's group kind of regroups a little bit, um, they Randa sits down and uh Packard approaches him. And pulls out a fucking gun and says, you're going to tell me what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And this is where Randa reveals that, okay, monsters are real. I work for Monarch. Mm-hmm. I was on the USS Lawton when it was attacked by Godzilla. Yeah. He doesn't outright say Godzilla, but we know it's Godzilla mm-hmm. because we've seen Godzilla 2014. Yeah. Because that, that the USS, the, the, the Lawton attack was talked about at length there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, and it's it's pretty much revealed that like Rand is like monsters are real. We have to get info on them so that we can send a cavalry and fucking murder them. Mm-hmm. Like Rand is kind of crazy. Like we kind of know that. Yeah. Just based on how he looks throughout the entire movie. Yeah. But like this is where we hear oh, Rand is kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah, because he just he just wants to kill all the monsters. 
uh, all out monsters attack. Yes. Or whatever. Or was destroy all monsters. That's the name of the Godzilla movie. Yeah. That's not very good that I own that I don't really care for. Yeah. Um, but they, they declare, all right, we're going to go get Chapman and Packer decides we're going to get all those, all those bombs and weapons. We're going to fucking kill Kong. Yeah. Cause that's, that's his mission from the rest of this movie on is he is going to fucking murder that monkey. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's cut back over to uh, Conrad and company. Okay. Uh, this is where Houston... Oh, wait. Did we skip the spider? The bamboo spider? Uh, we're about to get there. Okay. We can... We can mm, how do we want to do this? Do we want to talk about uh, Packard and company's trip a little bit? And then we... Yeah. And then we... Okay. So Packard and company, they're... They're, 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 uh, I think, uh, yeah, they're, they're just going through this bamboo forest and this scene is horrific because, uh, they, they leave one guy, but one unnamed dude. So, you know, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. They leave one dude behind and there's a, there's a good amount of soldiers here. He still has a, 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 a good number left. Mm-hmm. Um, but one dude, he stops to like take a drink of water or something and he looks up and then you just hear kashunk. Mm-hmm. And they look back, and there's just this bamboo pole through his fucking mouth. Yeah. It is horrific. And then it lifts itself up, and they gaze up into the into the canopy, and there's a spider there. Yeah. It's a really fucking big spider. Daddy really, 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 really long <laughs> legs. Oh, shit. And they they unleash hell on this thing. Like, they start shooting at it. They start panicking. One dude gets wrapped up because it, it shoots out this, like, webbing tongue thing. Yeah. Like, it's not really a web. Um, I do want to put this out there, though. I think they put in this spider to be a, a reference to, um, oh, God, what is it called? Kumonga, which is a, a, God, a Toho monster. Okay. They don't outright say it, but it's a giant spider, and Kumonga was a giant tarantula. On, um, I think it was Godzilla's Revenge. He first showed up. Uh huh. Yeah. But anyway, it was a it was a cool thing for for fans to get excited about. For Godzilla fans to get excited about. Ooh, yeah. Giant spider. Um. But uh, Cole figures out that like, oh hey, let's cut off its fucking legs. Yeah. Because its legs are like bamboo. It's, yeah. It's very. It evolved to to disguise itself along with the bamboo. Yeah. Which is very very good thinking. There's a lot of like. You could tell that they they made a lot of effort to make this island seem alive. Yeah, yeah. It's there's more fauna on this skull island, like diverse fauna. Yeah. Than than before, we don't get any like dinosaurs proper, mm-hmm. but we get the. I'm guessing the deer that we see run away from the seismic charges at first. We only see them without anything next to them. Mm-hmm. They're just running through the forest. But I would say that they're probably huge. Yeah, sure. Um, we saw this giant water buffalo thing. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah. There's a couple yeah. of those. Uh-huh. Um, giant spiders, the, the, the ugly vultures, the bird. I forget what they call. I want to say they're called hell kites, but I think, I think that's actually the new, one of the new monsters in Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. I cannot remember. I wrote them down as sword sword bat birds. Yeah, because I don't know because they have like a big long like saw saw tooth nose. 
Yeah. Yeah, it kind of fucked up. They're one fucking ugly bird. Yeah, as, <laughs> as Samuel L. Jackson says. Yeah. Um, but they have the they have the wild spider encounter. Um, and uh, once once they finally uh, kill this thing, Packard puts a bunch of bullets in its brain. And Packard's just like, shake it off, guys. Shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so fucked up. They just got attacked by a giant spider right after being attacked by a giant monkey. Yeah. <laughs> and Packard's like, whatever, man. Shake it off. Yeah. You've been to war. <laughs> oh, we did kind of miss the back and forth between Mills and Cole. And Cole and Mills are, are some of the best parts of this movie. Because they, they're they crashed. And this is before they regroup with Packard. Cole sits down and starts eating a can of beans. And Mills is like, man. That's right. Yeah, man. Is food all you can think about right now? Did you not? We just got taken down by a monkey the size of a building. <laughs> yeah. Cole is like, it was an unconventional encounter. Yeah. Yeah. We, there was no tactical precedence. We did the best we could in the time, in time we had or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whatever. <laughs> He's so calm this entire movie. Just let me eat. Let me eat for the living. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It's so good. I love Cole. Man, mm-hmm. I love Cole. Um, but they, um, let's see. Where are we at after that? Uh, oh, uh, Chapman is alone, um, unfortunately. It's it's just as lonesome. We get two scenes with Chapman mm-hmm. um, after he crashes down. And one of them involves Kong. Yeah. Um, he's like getting some water and then he, he sees something coming through the water and oh, it's Kong. He's mm-hmm. stomping through the through the lake there. And Coleman like runs and hides and he sees Kong like take a big drink of water and you know sees all his wounds and stuff. And like you see how fucked up Kong got during that helicopter fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you see like all the wounds in his hand from where he grabbed the the propeller blade. You see the the wounds in his arm from the sh- from the 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 bullets and everything. Yeah. Um. But he's proper bloodied. Yeah. I wonder if they had that kind of because having those two kind of like have a scene together by themselves. I wonder if that's kind of a nod because he actually plays both roles. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He, he did the mocap for mm-hmm. for Kong. I don't know if he's coming back for uh, or if he came back for. King Kong versus Godzilla. It's the other way around. It's Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. Or Kong. There's no king in this part, unfortunately. They don't call him King Kong, sadly. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, the original was King Kong versus Godzilla. They had to reverse it for this new one. Um. That's a good question. I don't know if they did bring him back. That'd be cool. He did a good job. Yeah, I don't think so because I actually don't see who's playing Kong or Godzilla in this. Interesting. Uh, on IMDb. Hmm. Um, yeah. Gotcha. I mean, because it, this, uh, the actor who plays him, uh, Toby Kebbell, has done quite a bit of mocap work. He, he, okay. he plays Koba in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. No shit. Okay. Yeah. In, 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 in I think in most of the Apes movies. Neat. Yeah. War, That's cool. Yeah. He plays Koba. Neat. So he, he definitely knows how to play monkey. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Kong kind of like takes a drink of water and then he looks down and kind of narrows his eyes and then he pulls a fucking tentacle out. Yeah. And we, we get a brief Kong versus giant squid fight. Yeah. Pretty sure it's a squid, not an octopus. 
Because I don't... Do do octopuses shoot ink? Or is it only squid that shoot ink? I don't know. Because you see you see a gush of ink when he Kong, like, steps on this thing's head and, like, chomps a tentacle off. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he... It's, it's very brief. It's a good callback to the original King Kong versus Godzilla because there is a Kong versus giant octopus fight. Yeah. That's pretty entertaining. Um, but I like this because this is this is Kong sushi buffet scene. Yeah. <laughs> is what I call it. Um, but uh let's let's cut back over to Conrad and company real quick. Yeah. Um because they're 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 walking around and they find these ruins. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, wow, what is this? You know, it's 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 fascinating because they didn't think anyone was on no one no one knew humans were on this island. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? So uh, Weaver starts to take a picture, and through her little viewfinder, oh shit, she's getting stared at. Yeah. By a wall. Oh wait, that wall has a spear. Yeah. And they are very quickly surrounded by the indigenous people. Yeah. Do we not have the scene with the water buffalo before this? Yes, it is right before this. Yeah. Yeah, where the water buffalo comes out of the water. Yeah, there's a giant water buffalo and the the... All the, the army guys that are with them all have their guns pointed and Conrad's like, lawyer guns and they, they, they lower their guns and the water buffalo just kind of walks away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's only one army guy with, there's one, yeah. on, 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 it's, it's Slivko, Slivko, the kid. Yeah. Which I don't know how old Slivko is. He looks younger than the rest of them. That's why I call him the kid. Yeah. I'm assuming he's younger. Um, maybe that's just what Thomas Mann looks like. Yeah. I don't know. Been a couple of years. Um, but, uh, yeah, they lower the, like, Conrad calms them down before he does something stupid, mm-hmm. and the water buffalo just kind of turns around and, like, yeah. leaves. Which, that scene is 100% there to show the difference between Conrad and Packard. Yeah. And, and to show how their methods will turn out. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, Conrad spares the animal and nothing bad happens to him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of bad things happen to him, but it's not... He, he didn't bring it on himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we we get introduced to the Iwi people. Yes. And they are really rad. I love the Iwi. Yes. They are, this is the best version of the Skull Island indigenous people that we've ever gotten. Yeah. Um, I yes. hope that if, in in future remakes, and however many years that's going to take. God. That they, they start modeling the Iwi, you start modeling the natives after the Iwi. Yes. Um... Because they are, it, it, this is just a really good representation of what native people like. It, it's just a good representation. It really is because they're they're just people. Yeah, they're they're not like inhuman like sacri- like they're not doing sacrifices or anything. They're not like throwing people to the to the jungle. They're they're just trying to live on their island in their peaceful little life. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and they don't really, they don't, they don't talk. They don't utter a single word the entire movie. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, but we get an interpreter. Yes. Don't we? Yeah. Uh, fucking John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Oh my God. He's He's great. So good. So good in this movie. And they actually give him a couple badass moments in this movie too, which is really cool. Yeah, man. Um, he's, uh, Hank Marlowe. He is the American soldier that we met at the beginning of the movie. Yep. Uh, he survived. Um, he starts being their, their interpreter with the Iwi people and kind of their, like, 
kind of their savior in yeah, all of this. Definitely. Because he's been on the island for almost 30 years. We find out that him and the other uh pilot became really good friends. Brothers. They they call the he call he calls him his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like he even carries his sword in honor of his memory because uh, uh spoiler alert, a skull crawler killed him. Yep. In the past. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, we we kind of get like we start getting his backstory kind of peppered in and what he he's wanting and all of this, but they just start talking about trying to get off the island mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, they he he interprets for them. He gets them back to the Iwi village. We see the wall. Yeah, the big the big wall. It's really it's a really cool helicopter shot or a drone shot of them like approaching the wall and going through the wall. And then we see the little Iwi village on the other side. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's cool. Um, but I feel like the wall is such a character in these Kong movies that like yeah. he's necessary or it's necessary somehow. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I, I actually really like, um, because this is where we find out the actual relationship between Kong and the people. Yeah. And they say the, the, uh, Slivko looks at the wall and is like, is that thing going to hold Kong? And John C. Riley's like, no, uh, but that's not the point of the wall. Mm-hmm. The point of the wall is to keep the other things out. They're not yeah. trying to keep Kong out. Yeah, exactly. Kong is their protector. Kong is their king, their god. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, the Iwi village is kind of built right next to this old shipwreck. Yeah. Um, that's been there for God knows how long. And they've kind of turned the shipwreck into like a shrine for Kong. Yeah. And it tells the story in on these like monoliths that they kind of are these, they're not really tombstones they're like these like standing rocks that they they've kind of erected and painted up um about basically there was there was kong and there was these other creatures and suddenly kong the kongs because there were multiple kongs at one point yeah the kongs started to protect them from the things that were eating them yeah and the iwi like started to worship the kongs yeah and it turns out this kong is the last of them yeah. Um there's a shot of Kong like uh like kind of mourning at a skeleton. Um but all this is intercut with a fight between Kong and two skull crawlers. Yeah. And uh Marlowe explains that, oh, this is where he says, Well, what are they called? I call them the skull crawlers. I just made that up. Right now. I'm trying to scare you. <laughs> there's a, a little scene that it's like, it sounds stupid now that I say it out loud. So whatever, you call them what you want to call them. Yeah. <laughs> Brie Larson's like, I'm okay with calling him that. That's fine, yeah. Yeah. I, it's I, a funny little scene. I love how John C. Riley is able to bring comedy into this role without feeling out of place. Yeah. Um, one of the things about his character is there is definitely this sense that there's there's a screw that's not tightened all the way. Well, you know, yeah. be, being being on the island for so long, but not in a like real mental illness kind of way. It's kind of he's 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 eccentric because of you know because the, the isolation because basically. of the isolation. Yeah, he, he it, when when we meet the iwi, he makes a joke that he's he's been on the island for almost thirty years and he's never seen them smile once. Yeah. Which is funny because Brie Larson starts taking a bunch of pictures and is like smiling at him and is like, Dead. I'm like, you don't know what smiling means to these people. You probably shouldn't bare your teeth. Yeah. Because you don't know what kind of gestures these people, like yeah. you might she, be. She gets them to do the peace sign yeah. for a picture and it's like, 
Yeah. Come on, you white lady. You don't know. You could be getting these people to flip you off. You don't know. Yeah. God, white people. Um, let's see. Uh, I just want to make sure we're on the right track here. Yeah, we get the explanation. There's uh, They cut back briefly to Packard and we see the sword bat bird tree. Yeah. Where he he shoot he see we see the the close up of the sword bat bird, yeah, and he shoots the fuck out of it next to this tree, this dead tree or a tree that looks like a normal tree, and then all the sword bird bats start taking off. Yeah, turns out it was it was a dead tree and it was just full of these sword bird bats. Yeah, ugly fucking things, man. They're intense. Yeah, yeah. Do we get do we go back to um after that scene? Do we go back to uh, Chapman? Uh, is this the Chapman log scene? No, it is. There's a, this is the part where, uh, this movie jumps around a lot, which is kind of my one big criticism about it. Yeah. Is that it like, it's so quick. They fit so much in this movie more than they, they fit in the other, even, even Peter Jackson's Kong, um, has less story. Has a little less story just stretched out over three and a half hours. Yeah. Or three hours, whatever. It feels like three and a half hours. Yeah. This this movie is um an hour fifty-eight. Really? It's under two hours. It's under two hours. But they still they fit a shit ton in here. Yeah, it's a um, dense movie. This is this is the part, but yeah, this is the part where um, Brie Larson tries, like, kind of goes beyond the wall, sees the water buffalo with the helicopter on top of it. Yeah. Tries to help it. And suddenly Kong just appears and and picks the helicopter up off of this thing. Yeah. And they kind of have a moment where they're just staring at each other. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of the, the oh, a white lady. Interesting. And then yeah. he kind of walks away. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's kind of refreshing because you know Brie, Brie Larson's uh, blonde and mm-hmm. you know, she, she's a pretty blonde lady. And it, this is the first Kong movie where they don't make real mention of the fact that she's a pretty blonde lady. Yeah, exactly. In fact, there are two instances. We'll get to them, but there are two instances of her jumping in to save the dudes. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but she, yeah, she gets this really intense moment of oh shit, there's Kong, and Kong just decides not to kill her. Yeah, <laughs> just walks away. Not worth it. I do kind of like that there there are far more interactions with Kong in this movie mm-hmm. than than previous Kong movies. They make him very human. Yeah. Yeah. They do. And that's the thing is I feel like despite the fact that, you know, in the other Kong movies for a long period, you know, the damsel in distress is with Kong. Yes. Kidnapped by Kong. Right. I feel like the the interactions in this movie, there are, I feel like there's more of them. And the characters as a whole get a better connection with Kong than in previous movies. Yeah. Um, because normally you've only got the one, normally you only have, uh, you know, Anne's, per, Anne or uh, Dwan's connection with Kong. Yeah, absolutely. As a significant, as, as a real significant connection. Mm-hmm. But you kind of get everyone has a different connection with Kong in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, Marlowe has, has, has a history with him and you've got Conrad where I feel like they're kind of on the same page, same with, uh, Weaver. And then you've got the antagonistic, you know, with Packard and, 
Randa. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They they do a good job of making if you turn this Kong is a character, not yes. a foil. Yeah, absolutely. They if if this if you do you remember in grade school when they were trying to get you to write an essay or like write a story and they told you how to make a bubble map? Yeah. I think if you turn this movie into a bubble map, Kong would be in the middle of it. Yeah. Which like is realistically how Kong movies should be made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but let's, we're already at almost an hour here. Yeah. What do you say we fast forward just a little bit? Um, um, uh, yeah, like speed through some of the stuff. Like they're trying to fix a boat. They, they do fix the boat. Mm -hmm. Um, it turns out that the boat was made from the parts of the two, uh, airplanes that crashed down and Gunpei and, and Hank, uh, put it together. Um, and it's not quite ready, but they have some extra hands now and they get it running. Yeah. Um, they, oh, Packard, uh, again, reiterates, cause there's a whole scene of them seeing the Aurora Borealis on the, on the island. Mm-hmm. Somehow, somehow the Aurora Borealis is on this island. Yeah. They don't really explain that. We don't need an explanation. It's just very pretty and interesting. Yeah. But there's a scene of Packard talk about how much he wants to get those explosives and fucking kill that monkey. Yeah. And then it cuts over and, and Kong is just calmly sitting and watching the lights. Yeah. Like he probably does every single night of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Hank mentions how the bombs woke up a bunch of the skull crawlers. Yeah. That's the problem. And he talks about there is a big one down there. They, they come out of the vents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, and then this is when we get after the explanation about the skull crawlers, that's and the, the boat getting running. That is when, um, they get Chapman alone. Oh wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes. Uh, Chapman, uh, is sitting on a log. He like, he sticks a knife into a tree and hangs his stuff on it just for a minute. Cause he's taking a rest on a log. Yeah. And he's trying to get in touch with uh with Packard and uh suddenly the log moves. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's another giant bug. It's basically a giant stick bug. Yeah. Is what it is. It's a log bug. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that's what it is. It's a log bug. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm amused now. They they somehow kept the the uh, somebody falling off of the log. Yeah. Scene in this. Yeah, exactly. Um oh yeah, they did. <laughs> it's funny. Um, but if you guys don't know what a stick bug is, they are completely harmless. Yeah. They're very long. They look like sticks. They have long legs. They kind of look like mantises. They're kind of related to mantises. Yeah. But they're not predatory. They just eat leaves. They're very peaceful. They're one of my favorite bugs. Yeah. I love stick bugs. Um, but it's a giant stick bug and he shoots at it a little bit and the bug just kind of goes, and it like just kind of rears back and leaves. Yeah. It's like, I don't, no, 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 no. I don't want to mess with you. I want to leave now. Yeah. There's a thing behind you, scary man, that you don't know about. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And Chapman, Chapman slowly turns and there's just an open mouth at him. Yeah. There's, a, it's a skull crawler gets him. I want to say they put so much detail into the skull crawler's mouth. They really do. Uh, like inward facing teeth on the upper palate of this thing's uh mouth and like they make it so that it looks like you go into this thing you're not coming out of it yeah definitely woof woof more than one person gets gets vored by these things and it's it's really brutal please don't say it that way <laughs> <laughs> okay i promise i won't I need to I need to keep the vor jokes down because I'm afraid people will think I'm into it and I'm not. 
Th- that's how kinks start. They all <laughs> start true. as a joke. It's true. So let's, well, I promise no more. No more, no more, no more. <laughs> um, but they, oh, uh, this is where they are floating through the jungle and they play CCRs run through the jungle. Yeah. Like the joke I made in the first episode of Kong yeah. Month. <laughs> that amused me very much. It's like, oh, they're playing the thing that I said. Yeah. Um, but the two groups do meet up. Um, they, uh, they're, they're floating down the river. They get in touch with Packard. Packard sets off a flare and they're like, ah, oh, two clicks. Great. And then we're going to be back together. Um, and there, there's a little short celebratory scene and, um, suddenly, uh, a couple of the sword bird bats pick up Victor, the mustache guy and eat him to pieces. Yes. It is really brutal. Yeah, it reminds me of the scene um, in Jurassic World where What's-Her-Name gets picked off by the pterosaurs. Oh, yeah, they, that they poor come, fucking lady. God, she did not deserve what she got in that movie. No, we didn't deserve that movie in a in a bad way. <laughs> I mean, we what did the American public do to get, to deserve that movie? Actually, let me take that back. We've done too much. We did deserve that movie. Ugh. Sorry, I just, I hate the Jurassic World movies very much. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to be getting that next one. Boy, howdy. We'll see. Anyway, back to a good movie. Um, The two groups do meet up. Uh, They, they convince, Packard convinces Conrad and his group to try and go find Chapman. Yeah. But in order to do that, they have to go west because the crash site is off to the west. Yeah. And immediately Marlowe is like, uh, no, east is best, west is worst. Yeah. That's why we say it. Yeah. He says that. It's like, no, that's where that's where the skull crawlers are. Yeah. We don't do that. But they they ignore he, him. He, they go anyway. You know he never says skull crawler again, right? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he, he says like, those things. Th- those skull thingies. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's pretty funny. He's so embarrassed about <laughs> skull crawlers. Oh, that's funny. Um, I really, I, I know we mentioned it in the uh, King Kong OG oh, yeah. episode, but the skull crawlers are directly ripped from a monster from the original movie. Yeah, if you haven't heard our episode on that, go back and listen to it. We do mention it. It's they're they're cool. We didn't talk about the skull crawlers too too much yet, but they're they're pretty cool. I like yeah. them. They're they've got two big old arms. They've got a big scully head mouth thing. They're lizardy looking kind of with a big old tail. They're, they're kind of like snakes with a torso. Yes, exactly. It's it's not a design that you see very often where it's uh two-armed, no-legged. Yeah. Kind of reptilian. Yeah, and they just kind of drag themselves forward. Yeah. Yeah, and they they all oh, big uh uh big other detail, they have a giant tongue that they stick out like a like a chameleon. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Yeah. I love how like their face looks like giant skulls. Uh-huh. And where the eyes would be on the skull, that's actually like it's false. Like their eyes are further back. Yeah. Um, we get a good close up here soon when they're, when they're in, uh, when they're in the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, if you go back and you rewatch the original Kong, the cliff scene, there's a skull crawler. It looks like a skull crawler. It looks exactly like a skull crawler. Yeah. It's much smaller. It, yeah. It's, it's about man size. Yeah. But if they did not directly rip the design from that thing, 
it is a very, very weird coincidence. Yeah, I would, I would love to talk to talk to Mike Doherty about it, the director of this movie. Yeah, like I would really like to be like, hey, is this what we think it is? Yeah. I would like to get confirmation on that. I mean, we could probably just watch the special features on our DVD. We could. I don't want to though. <laughs> that takes time, and I don't have time. Yeah. Um. But they go to oh during a during an interview it turns out Brie Larson talked about this mass graveyard the bone zone <laughs> she she called it the bone zone which is accurate because yeah. it's just this little valley and it's full of it's it's got uh, Kong's parents in it yeah the 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 bones and everything and then like some we do we do get a a brief dinosaur we get a a, a, a triceratops skull yes yeah it's the only the only dinosaur we get it's um, already dead. It's and you know what? The fact that it's not buried under a ton of earth means that it is a recent death, like recent within the last couple of thousand years. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, there the the bone zone is full of fumes. Like we see like this hazy gas that's like all over the all over the valley. Yeah. And it 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 makes it even more mysterious and dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the the sword nose bird thingies. Um, they swarm and attack. That's, that's, that's right. That's after the initial, um, they, uh, Cole lights up a cigarette, mm-hmm. throws a cigarette and it sets off the fumes and there's an explosion. And then yeah. that's what draws the skull crawler out. I thought the skull crawler came after the birds. Nope. Skull crawler was first. Okay. Yep. Because it was after the skull crawler attack that the, uh, the toxic, the, uh, the, the gas bombs go off. Yeah. 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 But anyway, it draws out a skull crawler, and the skull crawler starts fucking them up. Yeah. Um, well, we get they, they it fucks them up. Then they they hide behind things. Yeah. And then the skull crawler horks up a skull that's got Chapman's tags um, tags on it. Yeah. Um, and it's about here where Randa gets eaten too. Yeah. Like he's Randa has this like flashing camera, um, and I like this sequence a lot because. Uh, he hears this thing behind him. He, he just goes, ah, shit. And he gets eaten. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we see the flash within the belly of the skull crawler. Yeah. And, and then it, it, it zips off away from the group and it like, you can see, all you see is the flash in the haze, like aerosol and you, ting, and you see like the flash in the, somewhere in the haze. And then it's like, oh, it's, it's a, it's a real velociraptor in the tall grass scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. I, I like this sequence a whole lot. Um, but they mount a gun on the Triceratops skull. And as soon as the skull crawler comes back, oh, this is where, um, like, it's like a really tense moment where they don't know where it's going to come from. And Marlo pulls out the sword. Yeah. And he says the, he says in Japanese, death before dishonor. Which I'm, I'm, you know, Gunpei probably taught him. Yeah, and he says it out of reverence for Gunpei. Yeah, and then this thing comes tearing out of the mist, and Marlo just slices its leg. It's fucking badass. It's so cool. I'm wondering if Gunpei was going to be a bigger character initially, mm. um, because I would have loved to kind of see John C. Riley kind of have like the the old married couple, old men kind of. Oh God, the odd couple back and forths. Yes, that would have been fun. That would have been fun, but I wonder because this movie is so dense, they just decided to cut his character, maybe, and, and just have it be more of a, you know, 
he was my brother and and I'm going to honor him. Yeah, exactly. Um but they they get fucked up. They he the skull crawler fucks up that um that mounted gun pretty easy. He does, they, they they don't do hardly shit to him. Yeah. Um and then about here is when Slifko gets knocked over and all of the uh gas canisters that he's carrying around, they go off. Yeah. And then the haze gets even thicker and there's like gas fumes everywhere and then that is when the sword bat bird swarm happens. Yeah. Like these things just appear out of nowhere. So they have to shoot the sword bat bird things. Yeah. Um, and there's a really awesome scene of Conrad wearing a gas mask, like running through the fumes and just slicing these sword bat birds to pieces. Yeah. Running to, to save Slivko. Yeah. Um, and he gets to Slivko and he takes off the mask way too early, which you noted. Yeah. It's like, there's still, like, green gas around him. Yeah. Like, in the shot. And he takes the mask off. And it's like, no, you would not have taken that mask off until you had gotten him back to safety. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, but yeah, they, they kind of duck down. And then the Skullcrawler is... At some point, they set the Skullcrawler on fire. Yeah. Because they have, they have a flamethrower hanging out. Um, but that guy gets fucked up because the, he kind of tail whips this, the flamethrower guy yeah. against a skull and he explodes. Yeah. So that's fun. And that's when Brie Larson runs up. And at some point, they in the before in another scene, she was trying to take a long exposure uh, photograph, but she couldn't get her light to work. Mm-hmm. So uh, Conrad gave her the lighter yeah that, the royal air force lighter yeah that was and that's, his dad's yeah that was his dad's and you get a little bit of backstory with him um but she still has the lighter and she tosses the lighter and it blows the skull crawler up yeah thereby the first time she had to save the dudes yeah yeah but they're they're all three okay um but they finally do kill this skull crawler thing and they they kind of regroup afterward yeah um yeah they they get out of the bone zone yeah, they kind of regroup. This is where they split up again because Conrad and company are like, okay, your man is dead. We found his t- we, his dog tags. We are going back to the boat and you can't stop us. And Packer's like, fuck you or get the bombs because we're going to yeah. kill Kong. But they, this is about the time that the party gets split a couple of times because they, Packer finds, uh, finds all the, they, Packard finds all the bombs. Yeah. And they set a trap for Kong. And that's where they, they we, we leave them there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, Weaver, Weaver and Conrad and company, including Marlowe, Brooks, and San, that's that's the other party now. Um, they start heading back to the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, for some reason, Conrad and Weaver leave the three of them behind. And they're like, we, we need... They go off somewhere. I forget why they split up here, but they split up briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's coming up on nighttime. And Marlo, uh, Marlo has a great line here where he's like, all right, I'll be right here. And he, you know, cocks his gun, goes, watch, you know, watch out around us and up in the trees too. And Brooks is like, for what? And he's like, ants, big ones. And you hear what sounds like a bird call. And I'm pretty sure it was, it's recorded just a bird call. And Marlo's like, that's one of them right now. Sounds like a bird, but it's a fucking ant. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is an ad-libbed line. I really do. Yeah. Which is, it was, but that's really fucking scary. You know? Giant ants. Giant ants that sound like birds. 
that's scary. Yeah. Which, if it is ad lib, just just goes to show what a great actor John C. Riley is. Anyway, they encounter Kong again. Yeah. Uh, Conrad and Weaver, they go up on this cliff, and Kong approaches them, and they and like I think Weaver even reaches out and like touches his, his face or something. Yeah. Yeah, but they they have this like unspoken connection, kind of mirroring the way the Iwi just kind of they don't they don't communicate with words, they just look at each other. Yeah. You know. Kind of like that. Um, but then there's some explosions kind of off, off to the background, and that's when Kong goes to confront Packard. Yeah. Uh, and Weaver and Conrad decide to go go save Kong along with Marlowe, leaving Brooks and Sand to get back to the boat alone. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave the scientists by themselves. It's fine. In a in an unknown scary jungle full of bird ants, yeah, and sword bat birds and giant squid, yeah, <laughs> great idea, great idea, yeah. Look, these movies are built on bad ideas, yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm breezing through here, but we are we're close to we're getting closer to the end, yeah. Um, but this is the big the the big face off between Packard and Kong. And a lot of really visually intense stuff happens here. Yeah. Where Packard, like, they they dump a bunch of napalm into the water. Kong, like, sees Packard and is, like, real fucking pissed because he knows Packard's behind everything. Yeah. Like, for somehow he just knows. Um, or he senses that somehow. Yeah. I think. Um, Kong takes off through the water and then they set the fucking water on fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. Uh, I loved all the shots here. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, Kong goes down. Yeah. Yeah. He he gets set on fucking fire. Uh, he uh, approaches them and it's like, oh shit, because you see him come out of the fire. There's like a really long moment where you just, we just see fire. And then Kong's face comes roaring out and he, he uh, throws some fire aside and he sets a dude on fire and then he stomps Woodward. Kevin dies. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just kind of faints. He goes down. Yeah. I do want to point out that they did really good CG animation on him for this. Yeah. Because you see his hair is singed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when he's coming out of the fire, like, his hair is still smoldering. Mm-hmm. And it looks like when you set hair on fire. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's when, uh, and there, he's about to blow him up. Packard is. Yeah. Uh, that's when Conrad and Weaver and Marlowe show up. Yep. We get this scene of a uh, uh, Texas standoff of them, like, dropping the Mexican standoff? It seems racist. Okay. okay, that's fair. Totally fair. I mean, state. You know, th- th- there are more guns in Texas than there are in all of Mexico. Okay, so. that's fair. Gotcha. Yeah. Fair enough. Changing the name right here, right now. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> you almost knocked your you almost knocked your fucking microphone off. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. They've got this standoff going on. It's pointing guns at everywhere. Um and they're like, you got you need to drop the detonator. If you kill Kong, you're going to fuck up the ecosystem here. And those those skull crawlers are going to take over the island. Yep. And Packard's like, then we'll blow them up too. Yeah. Like, just no regard for everything. They're like, Kong didn't kill Chapman. Chapman. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I think this scene's a little bit earlier, but he's like, but he killed all of these people, and he's got this bundle of dog tags. Dog tags. Yeah. But no, so he's he's they're trying to appeal to him to set the set the detonator down and and not blow them up. And Slevko, they, they appeal to him, and Slevko turns his guns on uh, Packard. Yep. And they, they very, very slowly put their guns down. Yeah. Yeah. And then the big one comes. <laughs> the big one finally shows up. Yeah. Our big bad doesn't really even show up until like minute, hour, and 45 into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Although, I guess Packard was our big bad until a bigger batter showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was the big villain of the movie, but this thing is just, it's the final monster fight. Yeah, absolutely. They've been building up to him this whole movie mm-hmm. because this is this is uh, Skullcrawler Prime. This is Alpha. Yeah. This is the big one. The big one. The biggie. Um, and for a second there, it looks like Packard's going to get killed by this thing and not Kong. Right. But Kong sits up and slams his fist down on Packard and then goes to fight the uh, Skullcrawler. Yeah. It, Packard does get one final line of, Die, you mother, and then he gets squished. Yeah. Before he gets out that fucker. Because it's become more funny to not let him finish motherfucker <laughs> than to actually let him say motherfucker. <laughs> twice that we've seen movies where he doesn't get to finish his line. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they gave the one F bomb to uh John C. Riley. That's true. That's true. Because this is a PG thirteen movie. They only have one F bomb. Yeah. It's and it was appropriately placed. It's yep. big fucking ant. Yep. Uh, I do not disparage them for that decision. No. Um, yeah, let's get to this final fight real quick before yeah. we go too, too far over. Cause we're, we're at an hour and 15 almost. Yeah. Um, Conrad, Marlowe get back, uh, they get back to the river along with the, the army guys. It's Reles, Cole, Mill, Mills, and, uh, Slivko yeah. are left. They're the only four left. And as they are being chased by big by big skullcrawler, big skullcrawler kind of almost wins here because yeah. he, he knocks uh, he knocks Kong down and Kong goes down for a little while longer. Yeah, um, but Cole's like, nope, I gotta I gotta sacrifice myself. Mm-hmm. Y'all gotta go on, get back to your get back to your lives. And he 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 he's the one that has all the fucking bombs strapped to him. Yeah, and he sets off two grenades and he's like, come on, eat me, motherfucker. And he doesn't fall for it. Yeah, the skull crawler just whips its tail around, smacks him in the side of the mountain, and we see him explode yeah. in the side of the mountain. It's pretty good. Ex- it's a good explosion. It's a sad, sad moment because Mills is losing his mind, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a good explosion. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so sad that like because it's like that would have worked. That that those explosions would have killed the skull crawler, but he was just a little too intelligent. Yeah. Or not hungry enough or something. Yeah. We don't know. Um and then uh they're about to uh they're about to get eaten when uh <laughs> we get Kong's space jam moment. Yes. <laughs> Come on and slam. slam. And welcome, welcome to, to the jam. jam. And he he fucking Puts this rock on the side of the skull crawler's head so hard. Yeah, he just he comes out of nowhere. He come he literally comes out of space. He's doing the Mike the, the, the Michael the Jordan, Jordan dunk. dunk. Yeah, he really is. Like it's it's Fantastic. hilarious. Uh, there's a scene late later where he he rips a tree out of the 
uh, ground and like rips the branches off. And you, it's like, see, he 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 plays baseball too. <laughs> and I said, just like Michael Jordan in Space Jam, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a good fight back and forth. There's a like this is a good good monster fight. Yeah. Um, it's a good climactic battle here. Uh, Weaver climbs up on a rock because they tell her to go climb up on the rock to set off the flare because the helicopters are coming. The rescue team is coming. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she climbs up on a rock. They they try to get back to the boat. Um, but at some point, Kong gets knocked into a bunch of shipwrecks. Mm-hmm. And that's when all the chains wrap around him. Yeah. Which is a callback, which is like our last callback to the original Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that and he tries to he tries to pry the uh, Skullcrawler's jaws, jaws apart. Yes, he does his signature his move. His signature move. He has done it in every movie so far. And I, like, I... Like I've said before, I will be disappointed if it's not in King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Or G- Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. It, it's it's just, after watching these movies back to back the way that we have, it's like, it's one of those things that I, I, I want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, they, they, they tussle. Um, and uh, Weaver at some point, uh, yeah, he gets knocked down. The Skullcrawler goes after the dudes. But uh, Brooks and Saiyan show up in the boat. Yeah, and they're shooting the shit out of uh, out of the skull crawler. Yeah, yeah. But the the junk the gun gets locked up or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Weaver is up on the rock. She gets knocked off um, and goes down into the water. But but not before because it, she sets off the flare. Yes, and then uh, the skull crawler is he- That's rushing right. towards yeah. the guys. And she loads up the second flare and aims this flare gun at it and shoots it right in the face, right under the eye. Uh-huh. And you see the flare lodge into its face and then explode. Yeah, it's a good shot. It's a good shot. And I I, I had made the comment like, flare guns aren't meant to be accurate. Yeah, exactly. You shoot them in the air. Yeah. And she did that. Like That's, that's pretty great. Yeah. Um, and it, it marks the second time that she had to save the dudes. Yeah. Yeah. With an explosion. Yep. Um, but they, yeah, Kong breaks out of his iron, his iron chains. Yeah. Uh, the last callback here to the original Kong story. And, uh, he sees a propeller that's attached to a, uh, to a, to an iron chain here. Yeah. Yeah. This is the smartest Kong that we have ever gotten. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because you can, like, they show on, on his face, like you had mentioned earlier, they do a really good job of showing the intelligence of these uh, monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, because they do, they show the, the they shoot them like they're people. Yeah, like absolutely. they're characters. Mm-hmm. Where, where, like, when you would get a close-up of someone's face for them thinking, they do that for the monsters as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you see the, 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 the chain wrapped around his arm, he looks over and there's a propeller attached to it, and then you close up on his face, and then you see him pull the propeller off of the boat Yep, and start swinging it around and using it to uh, fight the skull crawler. Oh, yeah, man. He fucks up this skull crawler with this thing. Yeah. At one point, he slices its throat open with it. Yeah. God, that's intense. Ugh. That made, I'm not even skull crawler shaped, and it made me go, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking intense, man. Really good. Um, but, uh, he, he knocks the, he knocks the scroll crawler out for a little while here and he, he goes to save a uh, weaver. 
Yeah. Like, and it's a... I compared this scene to the drowning scene at the end of uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. When, when Sam goes after Frodo in the boat. Yeah. You just see the hand reach down into the water and scoop her out. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then while she's in his hand, he, 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 he opens his hand and looks at her to check to see if she's alive. And then he gets his shit rocked by the skull crawler. Oh, yeah. And it's like, she should be dead. She should be dead a thousand times over. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost as indestructible as uh, fucking Naomi Watts' character in 2005 Kong. Yeah. Almost as indestructible. It only happens this once, though. Yeah. But she's in his hand. Like, he's, like, got his fingers wrapped around her so that she's protected. Yep. And, like... The skull crawler tries to eat his hand. For some reason, that's kind of confusing to me. It's like, why would it go specifically after, after the arm like that? Like, was it trying to take off his arm? But what, that doesn't seem like the most strategic thing to do when you're fighting Kong. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess they did that just to ramp up the uh, the excitement here because knowing knowing that a uh, Weaver was in his hand the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And it completely backfires for the skull crawler. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't go well because Kong grabs its neck and rips out its spine or its L- guts. Its guts. Yeah. And and the guts just kind of fall off his arm, Ugh. and he opens up, and uh, Weaver's in there. Yeah. And uh, he sets her down. Uh, Conrad catches up with her, and and she's she's alive. She's okay. She throws up a little bit. Yeah. And they kind of they kind of hug a little bit, which is the the most romantic thing that happens in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Other than Brooks being an absolute idiot and cutting his hand open in that one scene. Yeah. When he's trying to impress San, <laughs> when he's trying to mansplain how to open up a can of tuna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then but he's kind of humble about it afterwards. Yeah. He's like you should see me in a library. I'm a lot better or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're almost at the end here. Yeah, um, uh we we sh- I think right after this, just they um, they just leave. They just leave the 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 helicopter show. They make it to the north end of the island. They they leave. Um, you see the helicopters fly off through the reflection in Kong's eyes. Yeah, um, and then it goes into his eye, and it's the Kong logo and everything. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then we get some eight millimeter film style. Oh yeah, um, this 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 is the part that made me cry. Yeah. I did in fact cry during Kong Skull Island in the theater. Uh yes. Uh this is when um Marlo. Marlo uh goes home. Yep. Because they mention he mentions how he married a girl That's before right. he left. Yeah. And how the day before his plane crashed on Skull Island, she had given birth to his kid. Yeah. Or he got a telegram about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty great. He's like he yeah he makes a comment of there's a grown man I don't even know about or something like that it's my son yeah yeah um but yeah they have a really touching reunion yeah and uh, and I, I cried in the theater yeah. yeah yeah it was it's it's a good scene it was a good ending yeah like definitely. they they could have left it where you didn't see that but the payoff is just too good for yeah. them not to show you yeah and the last the last official shot of the story is of uh marlo oh and he's got a mustache now he shaved off his beard and he's just a big old mustache he's got the mustache and the uh side sideburns but uh he's he's sitting on the couch and he has a beer and a hot dog and he's watching the cubs on tv yeah because he talks about the watching the cubs again yeah yeah it's pretty great 
It's good. Pretty great cap to it. I, I noticed he went, like, his wife, you know, did the, the shocked thing of dropping the tray of drinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they hugged. And he shook his son's hand. Yeah. Very, very, I grew up in the the 30s and 40s. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, parenting. Yeah. That, that went on. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get the credits, and then we get the end credit scene. Yeah, we get a stinger. Um... Which we don't have to talk too much about because we've already reviewed the movie that it was, uh, yeah, teasing. It was uh, King uh, of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. Yeah, uh, because you know you get the 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 Godzilla. That they show you the cave paintings of Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, mm-hmm. and then and then you see one more cave painting of King Ghidorah versus Godzilla. Yep, and that that leads us off to King of the Monsters. And the last thing we see, the last part of the movie, the very last moment is the Godzilla roar after the after the screen goes black. Yeah. Which is a, 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 another teaser for the movie we're about to do, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yep, or Godzilla versus Kong. I keep forgetting they dropped that king. Yeah. They dropped that king out of the title. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they had to give that king title to the to the previous one, to the previous movie. Yeah. Yeah. King of Monsters. King of Monsters. Um, yep. So, yes, uh as as we're recording it, we're about 6 days away from uh yeah. So, Kong month we kind of extended a little bit. Yeah. And we'll we'll put that review up as soon as we do it. Yeah, I'm yep. open to Get that review out fast. Yeah. Well, we'll do what we can. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this, I really hope Godzilla vs. Kong is as good as this and King of the Monsters was. Yeah. Because I, I this re- movie fucking rules. This this movie is really good. This and, and King of Monsters were really good. I liked 2014 Godzilla, uh-huh. but it is by far the weakest. Yeah, it really is. Really was it? It put things in place, but everything else is just better afterwards. It, it spent too much time on the humans. It did, and, and and it was like, it wasn't even the human that we wanted to pay attention to. It really because was. they killed Brian yeah. Cranston off. Yeah, yeah. Well, we already reviewed that one. We don't have to talk about it again. Nope, nope, nope. Cool. Well, uh, I think that's all we have to say about this movie. Uh, yeah, but I do want to bring something up. Okay. Uh, I went to Dunham's and I found something. Oh God. Uh, if you don't know, Dunham's is a sports shop and some, they've, they've got a weird like toy section and they also have some trading cards, like sure. old trading cards. These cards were dusty. Uh, <laughs> they, I, I literally had to dust them off. It was like finding some ancient artifact. Uh, it was the Peter Jackson movie tie-in movie cards. Yeah. Um, they sold them in three packs. Which means, you know, the, the, because they're, they're, they're like the marquee cards kind of three right. packs. Yeah. Which means those cards were old when they got them. Yeah, absolutely. These cards are 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a couple packs of them and I opened them and it was a, a cool. There were flocked cards. Yeah. There were stickers. With Kong on them. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to mention that I found that. I thought it was funny for Kong month. Uh huh. Um, I opened up a couple packs. I have most of the set, I guess. Sure. Um, there's that little part of my monkey brain that's like, get more, get more, finish the set. No, 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 I'm not going to do anything. It's not a trading card game. It's just pictures from the movie. It's just collectible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I thought that was fun. Yeah. It was funny. 
Just wanted to mention that real quick. Yeah. It's a fun, fun relic from 2005. Come back to haunt us. Yes. Just like Peter Jackson's Kong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to mention, I really do enjoy the the order that we watch these movies. Yeah, sure. Because watching uh, the original and then watching Peter Jackson's, uh-huh. because they're the clo- most closely related. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, you know, it's Peter Jackson's is... It is a shot for shot with extras added, mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the the one that we don't want to talk about and this one are much more unique. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's a different take rather than a remake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Sure. Yeah. I I not until we see Godzilla versus Kong, man. Yeah. Till we till we see the the reason we made this fucking podcast. Yep. Yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, until then, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening to We Love Monsters. You can find us on Twitter at MonsterLovecast. We are on Tumblr, WeLoveMonsters.tumblr.com. You can email us at WeAllLoveMonsters at gmail.com. And you can find us on Amino at We Love Monsters Podcast. Our cover image is done by ArtZombie, A-R-T-Z-O-M-B.tumblr.com. And our theme song is Halloween Again by the Zombie Dandies. Thanks. Bye.